Who's number five? That's a good question. I don't know. We in for the J Rose? Bridging the Gap. Here we back. Bridging the Gap podcast here. Live and direct, as OG says, in Dubai. Um, You know what it is. Same energy as always. Young OG, Ryan Yates. I feel like my voice sounds pristine today. I don't know if it's the vitamin C I've been drinking or what, but sounds solid coming off. Let me, let me turn this this thing right over here. Man, we're here in Dubai. Maybe the Dubai weather well, got me feeling <coughs> a little different over here in the car. I'm here with my my OG, my guider, you know, you know, my uh my coach, mentor, all of the above, you know. What's up, OG? Man, <laughs> I never heard anybody say. My voice sounds pristine. Pristine, but they, but listen, keep it in context. Think about where we started and how we were talking. I I get that. Yeah, but you let someone else say that because you you listening to yourself. You don't know, man. Listen, no, you. Let's all of you guys that just joined the podcast. Um, season, go back to season one. You know, we started at very humble beginnings, <laughs> and remember, I I do all the editing for the audio. So I be sitting through there cringing sometimes, like, man, we sound crazy. Like, we talking through uh, bags of chips. <laughs> we here now, though, you know, um, for all of our first-time listeners, uh, we are, you know, I'm Ryan Yates. This is the OG, Julian King. Um, this is my longtime coach, mentor, family um, from, what, 2015? No, not even. No, two thousand, two thousand nine, two thousand eight, two thousand eight. When you won the state championship, two thousand eight. Yeah. So we in over a decade. Uh, we won championships together. Um, he's he's been at my graduations, all that good stuff. Now we are in Dubai. We went from player coach to mentor. Now we're business partners. We're building a basketball brand called Hoop Mountain Dubai. Hoop Mountain DXB. Hoop Mountain AE. Shout out to that new website. Mm-hmm. You know. Let me see if I got my stuff rocking. That was a great feat. Um, And so now we got this platform here where we just kick it and and talk our stuff. Um, How you feeling, OG? You know what it is. Man, still lingering. You you were just making fun of me because I got a little cough. (laughs) My voice ain't great, you know, from yelling all day at the kids. And then I'm still a little sick. So, you know, I'm good. I'm always happy to get on get on live and talk a little basketball. Yeah. Basketball in life, you know. Um, as you guys know, we always do a little <laughs> little check-in, a real quick one. Um, you know, I, I ain't going to hold you. I told you last week I was feeling like I don't want to pay no bills, right? And, you know, I still feel that way. You know, that thing overwhelming. Uh, hold on, guys. Zaheb, it's the first one. The first one right there. Yeah. You know, we got our camera guy back there. You know, he been he been eating up all the chips in here too. We got a whole snack office back there. He been crushing them, right? So I just got to give him some guidance. But yeah, I've been I've been feeling crazy, man. Been feeling tired. You know, that's the ups and downs of the the, the entrepreneurship. Come on, man. But stop being soft. Here we go. Yeah, I'm, you... I'm saying, young, strong. <laughs> what you talking? About? Uh, yeah. You, Come yeah. on, man. I'm almost elderly, man. Come on. <laughs> 
Why are you trying to, um, you know, Benjamin button yourself, man? Just, just be honest, man. You know, hey, right. I'm, I'm happy to have lived this long. Yeah, man, we're happy for you. But, but I will say that I think what it is is that it's around holiday time. The one thing about being overseas during this time is that you kind of like lose track of all those Western dates. Like I had no clue Turkey Day was coming up. <laughs> I'm sitting here, we just thinking about work. Like right. we got these events coming for the kids. We got this coming for the podcast. And I get on Instagram and I'm like, oh, people got Christmas trees up, you know? Like, oh, I'm like, all right, this that family time we used to. Right, right. You know? Yeah, Turkey Day, uh, a little different for me, but it's a chance to get with family, you know, mm -hmm. eat. But you, we know what it is. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's just the food, you know. Yeah. It is what it is. But that, I think that's part of what it is. But the weather here is immaculate, yeah. right? I call that pristine. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, but like that's why I'm super salty because I'm not feeling well and I can't get out and enjoy the weather. Yeah, we're we're soon, inshallah, soon because it, it'll be like this for the next four or five months. So I hope so. We're gonna get it in, um, but. Without further ado, you know, we're we going to get into our NBA check-in, but we got a special guest call-in from, from back home in the DMV. Yep. Um, this is from Coach King's Rolodex. So, I'm you know, apparently he got some smoke. You can go ahead and dial him up. Okay. And let's see if he let's see if he's ready. You know, we we sit, we tell our guys, our listeners that if you're listening, <coughs> you, you know, if you got an opinion on stuff, you can always call in, you know, see what's up. This is gonna be interesting. I'm I'm ready. I'm ready. Hello, TJ. Yes, sir. What's up, man? It's JK, Coach King. I got Ryan Yates here with me. We, um, we want you to talk a little basketball with us for a second. First, let me uh, introduce you to everybody. Well, well, first, let's give them. You are live on air. Okay, this will right. go up unedited. So whatever you say. You know what I'm saying? Just make sure you stand by it. Nothing incriminating, you know, because we are law-abiding law citizens over here on this side. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. First of all, <laughs> this is somebody that I called in again. All right, this is my guy. Don't assassinate his character. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's he's had his own radio show before, so let's let's chill out. He knows what this is live. He knows he knows the rules. All right, you ain't controlling all this right now. All right? <laughs> hey, this man. is my guy, T.J. Mazik. He's working at a Blessed Sacrament in D.C. My guy, we've uh, done the hoop, uh, hoop at Elite, you know, basketball teams in the area, in DMV, you know, helping kids uh, advance oh, yeah. to their their teams and uh, things like that and, and uh, you know, further their careers. Fine, and so their, their, their full potential. Full potential. Okay. And so just so you guys know, uh, TJ just had a, a little one recently. Congratulations. Oh, man. Yeah. Congratulations, man. All right. Now um, he's probably the the self-proclaimed biggest Golden State Warriors fan on the East Coast. Since when? Like 2015? You know he's, you know he's, you know, you know he's <laughs> no, a band, no, 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 bandwagon. You know back, that. back to, 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 to when Mark Jackson was the coach. Uh, I, I started uh, pretty early when they, when, they, when they lost the Spurs in seven back in the day when the Spurs uh, went up and, and, and beat the Kings. I, mm, you see, I thought this, I was. This has been in, this has been in the working. If he would have said, you know, the the we believe team, right, with BD, it would be D. Yeah, you know, all right, like, you know, man, he he got his imperfections. Like that. All right, but all right. you know, he was a little upset the other day because, um, you know, you he thinks that you, um, step on Steph Curry a little bit too much, 
and disrespect Andrew Wiggins a little bit. So he has something to say. Oh man, somebody! That's That's hold That's on, hold on, TJ. You calling in to to come to Cape for Andrew Wiggins? Oh man, I, I gotta hear this. I'm like, I'm listening. I'm ready. I'm sitting up straight and everything. Well, first of all, let me put it out there that I I, I have put up some money that uh, Golden State can make the finals this year. Okay. I called this well before the season even started, before they you know went undefeated in the preseason, and and what they're doing now at thirteen and two is impressive, and a lot of that is because of a force death that you guys you know never give any credit. I mean, this guy changes the game so much and makes the game so easy for all of his teammates uh-huh. because you have to come up with all these gimmick defenses just to get the ball out of his hand because he's shooting from parking lot. Mm. And then the other person is, is um, my guy, uh, Andrew Wiggins. Okay. And Andrew Wiggins is such a big part of this team because he, he's the key factor of why the Warriors didn't win in 2016. All the Warriors needed was a better Harrison Barnes. They went and got Kevin Durant, which is overkill, not necessary. You don't need to go get that guy to win another championship. Literally, they took the Cavs to seven, which, you know, with Draymond not being suspended, they probably won in six. But that's neither here nor there. All right, mm-hmm. Andrew Wiggins is a much polished, much better polished Harrison Barnes. Okay. His jump shot is flowing right now. His confidence is on a million, and he has bodies right now. He's mm-hmm. catching everybody off the rim, off the bounce. And his little Hardaway turnaround that he has with no, the drop step is killing right now. Okay. King, I, I got to ask him. Yes. Uh, you said he's a much more polished and better player than, than Harrison Barnes. And I, I, than where, Harrison Barnes was in 2016. Okay. Okay. The, the one thing I would say is uh, Andrew Wiggins was the number one pick overall. Um, with my Correct. question. Correct. Andrew Wiggins was supposed to be the cornerstone of a franchise and change the direction of it completely. Correct? In Minnesota? Right, that, no, I'm asking. Hold on. This, this, this is the question. This is the question. Number one pick, right? They say he was a transformative player, correct? All-star talent, right? Correct. Right? He was also the one where Minnesota ownership had to sit him down and ask him, if we give you this money, are you going to live up to that potential? Is that, a, that Andrew Wiggins? That Andrew Wiggins. Okay, so... What my, year was he drafted? What year did that happen in? Uh, that might have been like 15, 16, maybe somewhere around there. Well, my question okay, is... is and how, how, how many... How many meaningful games... Sorry. How many meaningful games has Andrew Wiggins played in? So you just gave him a lot of credit for doing some things in November when all these games mean nothing. Defenses are just casually going through things. Nobody is hitting him hard, closing out hard, and each shot he takes has no meaning. Now, you talk about Harrison Barnes, that 2015 year when you guys won, he made big shots, very big shots. And he only struggled in the finals where only maybe 5% of the NBA get there. So you're telling me that Andrew Wiggins, the guy that you've seen was eight years of evidence from, is going to be prepared for that moment just based off what you've seen here? Now, this is only a small sample size of just a few games within a great system, a system to where he is easily replaceable. As I've said before, Jordan Poole is the one. He's probably the reason why Wiggins is playing harder. But Wiggins hasn't proven anything at all. And this is just the regular season. 
You're going to bet with that. Improving. You're right. You're absolutely right about that. The thing is, is when he's in Minnesota, you're putting out there every other team's number one defender because he's the number one guy that's out there. Right now, he's going to pull the, the third best perimeter defender on any given team that they're playing against. You're going to put your best guy on Steph. By that time, you're either going to put your second best guy on pool or play whoever's in the game. And then you have Wiggins going up against somebody's third best defender. All right, you put him on somebody's third best defender, he's in a comfort zone. He doesn't have to worry about being the guy. So he can just eat off of everybody else's scrap. And that's mm. all he's been doing, and that's all he's going to be asked to do. Oh, he's not cool. going to be asked to go out there and drop 30 every game. He's going to be asked to give me 14 points and hit a wide-open baseline jumper, which uh, Harrison Barnes couldn't do in the finals. Uh, and that's all I need him to do is hit a wide-open baseline jumper. If you can do that for me, the Warriors will walk away with a championship. Mm, won't even be close. Mm. Once he gets in the playoffs, he's still going to be the third, maybe fourth option because, like you said, they're going to have their, their depth lineup I don't know if they'll be able to do this because it will make them ridiculous small. It's going to be Steph, Clay, um, Poole, him, and Draymond. That makes uh, them really small. They'll only be able to do that for stretches. But that's all we're going to need. You think so? All right. But so that, so you know, he's no going he, he's he's to fill the void. He's going to be the second option on the court at one time. <clears throat> but he's going to fill the void that Harrison Barnes had in terms of rebounding and defense, though. Because remember, you got to make you got to make up for Steph's defense. Exactly. Okay. Which okay. Steph and is playing the best defense of his whole career right now. He's in passing lanes all over the place. He's in passing like said, lanes. The Warriors aren't going to block up the shots, but they're they're in passing lanes. He's in, he's in, he's a good help. The Warriors bench right now. Hold on, hold on. You just gave him credit for right, being go a good help defender, right? Now, if you've listened, yeah. you know J.K. is your guy. J.K. has always said this: is that he can play help defense. But that's not where his issue is. You talk about you're giving a lot of the um, blame to Harrison Barnes, but also in that finals, Della Vadova made $60 million, uh that following season because <laughs> Steph Curry was guarding him and they were calling him one-on-one in the post. You know, I don't think that uh, Andrew Wiggins covers that for you. Now, on the he is a, a better talent than Harrison Barnes. Yes. That is by far no question, right? But we've seen talent not live up to expectations because it takes more than that mentally. Now, I will say he should give you guys a boost in the playoffs. But the problem is the playoffs is the polar opposite to the regular season. Name how many players when their very first time in the playoffs, let alone with championship expectations, in their very first time in the playoffs, they performed well when the pressure was on, when it was up to them to score. How many of those players existed? I only can think of one right now, and his name is Magic Johnson. That's true. But how many teams do you have that have such a veteran-heavy, youth-heavy team? Like right, Usually but, there's something mixed in between. So but, we have the, the veterans that can show them the way, and then we have the young guys who are going to have the legs come the championship round of a seven-game series, game seven. They still got fresh legs. Jordan Poole can take Steph minutes away from Steph throughout the playoffs. Mm. Steph can be playing at the minute of the game, and he can still be lighting you up, and he won't be dead tired since he's so small and little. You know, that tax him in the playoffs before, at the end of the day, he is a slight player. So all that bumping, I mean, he's gotten in the weight room a little bit, but that's only going to take him but so far. Mm. That's why Jordan Poole is so big. Mm. Jordan Poole, and not only him, but GP2 is going to come off the bench. Oh, he's talking man. about people playing well in playoffs. 
CP2 is just a defensive guy. You don't have the playoffs or not. You're getting on the court and you're just out there to strap somebody up. Mm. All right. His his motor is so high. He's going to be all over the court. Stopping people, passing me, playing, catching lobs. All right. <clears throat> he's not expected to drop buckets one-on-one Let me ask you, like that. Let, he's let, a motor guy that's going to come into play. Let me ask you this. Um, do you feel more confident with about the Warriors going deep into the playoffs this year or those first two years when they made their run? Probably this year. Wow. 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 You know, I've been hearing people say that. And um, I think you guys are you, Stephen A. Smith, a couple of you guys. You're making it for a great storyline for LeBron. Yeah. You're making it for a great storyline for it a is. lot of people. It, it really, it <laughs> I can't lie. Because if LeBron goes and wins it, it's going to just propel him so much higher. It shouldn't, you know, though. It, 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 it shouldn't. It shouldn't. It shouldn't. It, 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 it shouldn't. shouldn't. Here's the but thing. I, I, it, first time they met, I don't think you would have put money on the Warriors beating the Cavs if Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love are healthy. Exactly. Because every time exactly. Kyrie's face staffed, he's dogged him. Yeah. Head to head, the stats have always showed and it showed on the eye test. And, um, you know, this, <clears throat> the next year when, um, you know, the Cavs won in seven, you know, I know everybody talks about the suspension with Draymond and everything, but you ask any coach, any star player, and they'll tell you, if we can get game seven on our home floor, mm-hmm. we're winning it. Yeah. And what what happened with the cat? That, that's not supposed to happen. It's never happened before. Exactly. And that was a team that was, you know, we're talking six, what, 73 wins. Right. And, and you're talking about a guy, right? And you said getting um, KD was overkill, right? But you're talking about Mount Rushmore. If Larry Bird, Kobe Bryant, Magda Johnson, Michael Jordan, Hakeem Olajuwon, any of those guys are in Steph's position, up 3-1, and you're a Mount Rushmore guy, you don't lose, let alone you never win a finals MVP. It means you were never the best player in that series. Right? At now, the same time, you guys know Steph should have won that MVP over Iguodala. Iguodala still got torched by Braun. He just made it harder. Right? But, Steph still dropped 27 <clears throat> that, that series. What does so that say? Been well, this is again. This is again my point to that, right? Steph got 27, but the reason why he didn't get it because he didn't win his matchup. Kyrie, <laughs> Kyrie was was the one that, that I, he broke him down, right? And that's what made the difference was he wasn't the better guard in that series. When you talk about numbers with elite players, they're all going to have numbers. Well, the the one thing the one thing about Steph's number don't get me he's he's phenomenal we've never seen anything like it greatest shooter but, ever but the one thing about Steph's numbers when you shoot that many threes and you can fill it up hmm. you're gonna you're gonna score points on a bad night Steph may have thirty but they may not win right in a playoff situation but he's shooting so many he's shooting at such a um, a high volume that you know you hit a few threes that adds up yeah. so you know it's a, it's a little difference but. Again, when great players are are matched up with um, non great players, they're supposed to torch them. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, of course, Delavadova had the advantage on on him on the other end for sure. But Delavadova is not supposed to be in the same gym with him no trying to guard him. No, it's way. supposed to be lights out. Yes, and so, and you mentioned you talked about the system, correct? About how. Um, you know, the system is, well, no, you didn't even say the system. You talked about how because Steph Curry's on the floor, he just garnered so much attention. 
right? Now let's take Correct. it, that's for the casuals, right? Now let's take it deeper into that. Now you heard us say on here before, if you switch teams and you put Dame into that situation and um, the Warriors and you put Steph in, in uh, Portland to where every single thing goes through you, right? Every movement, everything off the ball, off the dribble, you control every amount of it. If Steph dribbles too long and has to make a decision, he usually turns it over or takes a wild shot, right? Now, the system that they guys are running, Steph is running off a lot of screens, a lot of screens, a lot of screens, a lot of screens. And he's doing a great job off of it. And his best thing is he's always had David West. He's always had Draymond. He's always had uh, Maurice Spates, Sean Livingston, Iggy, a guy that is 6'8", 6'7", 6'9", and can make great passes and great reads off of those screens when he's running hard off of. And more so, the system is what is making him look even better because if he just had to go one-on-one, figure it out off pick and rolls all day, his turnover rate would be a whole lot higher too on top of that. And he's not physical enough to take on the beating that Chris Paul and all those guys would take. So he's great, but also is a match made in heaven with that system that Steve Kerr is going with the free flowing offense and the ball moving. Well, I won't, I won't, I won't, I won't penalize him for the system. For sure. The only thing I have a question with is just that you just gotta, you just gotta win. You gotta dominate your battles in the playoffs. That's the only yeah. thing. I mean, Steph. I mean, come on. He gets there this year. He's got to dominate whoever's in front of him. That's mm -hmm. just. Yeah. This is the bottom line. And then you're giving a whole lot of credit to some role players. This man said GP2 and Jordan Poole. <laughs> now, remember what the Western Conference guards look like that he's going to have to go against, right? You got you got uh, Phoenix, who got a seasoned now, uh, Michael Bridges, uh, Devin Booker, Chris Paul. All those guys are ready, right? L.A. is going to be L.A. The Clippers are still in the action, too. The Jazz are more seasoned as well. So while you're saying GP2 and all those guys are giving you energy now, it's not about energy or solely in the playoffs, but. So <clears throat> right now with, um, you know, Steph being, you know, many years in the league, how many minutes is he playing a game right now? Around 33 to 36. Mm, okay. okay. And, and Clay's coming. I want to lower that down to 30 once Clay gets back. Yeah. I do. The Warriors, they'll become a little bit better when Clay gets back. But a lot what better. I'm worried about is when White gets back, is, is they're going to take a step back defensively. I, I don't see Wiseman as a guy who sees the game as well as everybody else on his team. Well, I feel like it's going to take him <clears throat> to acclimate to the league. So I am worried about Wiseman's minutes once he gets back. Well, if I you think they'll start to lose a couple. But if you so, watched, if you watched him know. when he first came into the league, though, he's their rim protection. Mm-hmm. I mean, he cleans up a lot of their mistakes. So you you need him. So, With him, they they get they get extremely better. That's that's what I'm hoping. But I'm I'm afraid that he's going to miss rotations. He's going to listen. You got more faith in Andrew Wiggins listen, than Wiseman. Listen, and Wiseman changes the franchise for the Warriors for the next on, decade. <laughs> listen, they, the guy is tripping, man. He, he wants to play small ball forever, right? He wants it, but. No. You, all forever. I just want Wiseman to be all as advertised. Like I said, he's only played, what, six games in college. Last year, he only had 20 games underneath his belt. And this year, he hasn't played yet. Okay, so let me ask you this. Telling me that he's <clears throat> right home about. Let me ask you this. Even though he's been riddled with injuries, you don't have the same questions about Wiseman that you did about Andrew Wiggins. Not even close. 
And and the question here is right now he's a, a dependent player, right? Because he's a big, and so typically your big success is going to be based on how great your guards are. And for you, you know, you said Steph Curry is, you know, probably your lead for MVP and everything else. So wouldn't playing with Steph Curry make the game a lot easier for him? That's what I'm hoping. Like uh, I said, oh, come on, confident. man. Those man, hit confident. the horn. <laughs> 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 you got to get come him on, out man. of here. Come on, man. <laughs> nah, that's not bad, though. But um, now that we got one of Coach King's guys here, though, um, and I know you've watched the show a few times, can, can you can you vouch and back me up and, and tell the truth about, you know, uh, JK? You know, look, he's not in the States. He's 7,000 miles away, 15-hour plane ride. You ain't got to worry about nothing, him popping up and causing. Tell the truth, man. He, he gets a little grumpy sometimes, a little, a little overzealous at times. <laughs> at times, but he, he, he gets the job done regardless. Uh, I can't speak in. You know, he, he usually comes through for me. So, yeah, you know, he, he get a little grumpy with, with you know, <laughs> people not doing what they're doing, but that's if they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing. Thank if you. Everybody's getting stuff done. Thank you. Uh-huh. Thank you. Do what you're supposed to do, Andrew Wiggins. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, word though, word though. Look, man, we, we appreciate you. Yeah, for sure. Thank yeah, you for, for um, diamond in. Thank you. Thank you. We'll have you on the show. You know, we'll have your, your Instagram and everything else so you can get your followers counts up so we can watch you coach the young cats there. Um, stay safe. Um, we'll, we'll definitely check back in midway through the season and see how your Warriors are looking. Yep. <laughs> Sounds good, fellas. Y'all have a good one. All right, boy. Later. All right. Yeah. Those Warrior fans, they'll cover it. Hello. Delusional. What, man? <laughs> <coughs> And now, look, people are so in love with the Warriors that it makes us look like haters. I know, I know. Right? To where it's like, nah, man, we love Steph. Look, like, you know, I, I you know how much how I feel about Steph and Clay. Man. And Draymond. I mean. They work horses. Like, they are amazing. They've changed the game, right? And I, I want to give just as much credit to Draymond and, and Clay as Steph gets as far as changing the game. Because without that centerpiece with Draymond, they don't move the way they move, right? And so we we love it, but I just don't like, like, and me being, you know, Kobe fan forever, right? Um, Kobe was chasing that, that six. He was chasing that ghost that everybody chases, right? And one of the main things Kobe never had on his side was the media. Never had the media on his side, right? Everybody was probably giving him flack because he was chasing Jordan, even though if you want to be the best, you got to chase it. Right now, they are shaping it up perfect for Braun so he can, you know, come through and, you know, wait. And I'm a Laker fan, so I want us to get another chip, right? But this this Warriors team is not as good as any of those teams they had before. Like, those teams won. Like, they won full championships. <laughs> like, you got KD on one of those teams. Like, just slow your roll. Y'all shaping it up perfect for, yeah, for I, Braun to come in. I think people forget about even before KD joined the Warriors, that their bench, Clay, Draymond, and Steph could be on the bench together. Mm -hmm. And their bench would go on runs, 12-2, to 10-4. Man, you can't. Come on. There's no coach in the world that can account for that. Man. And there was Come on. Right? You got Barbosa. Like, that whole— It was, was ugly. It was different, right? They don't— 
now, while they look like a well-oiled machine right now, they are getting it done. Just slow down. It's November. Yeah. It's it's November, King. <laughs> I mean, but hey, the 32, you gotta you talk respect about it. it yeah. For sure. For respect yeah. it. But you know, it is one little thing different away because the um the sun started off slow. I think they just uh, rolled off like 10 in a row. Right? Everybody looking to find their rhythm. Um I got to I got to start by giving myself a little a clap on the back, you know, a little pat on the back. Um I'm not celebrating anybody getting fired, but I will say, you know, I did bring up the fact that Luke Walton was underachieving and you know De'Aaron Fox, one of your favorite players, young guys, I feel like his career was going to waste. It was with, stalling. with, with uh, Luke Walton there and just last two days ago, you know, after a six and eleven start, the uh, Kings, you know, decided to go in a different direction. Now, Alvin Gentry is the head coach, interim head coach, and you got Doug Christie on the staff and Enrico Hines. Man, you know, well, he knew he was. I, I think he probably knew he was doomed because they they lost like seven of eight. Mm. Once you start losing, you know, five six in a row, and guys aren't responding to you, you're in trouble. Yep. They got. I mean, they have to make a move, mm-hmm. and they hadn't been. Not one time have you seen them take a step forward. It's only been you know a step or two back. So I mean, it was. I mean, it was time. Now you know with Gentry, we know those guys are gonna play hard. Yeah, they're gonna, they're gonna play hard for him. You know, um, it would be nice to see Gentry get a um, a stable position because um, he's always come through before and cleaned up other people's mess, and you know, and and then he gets. He gets them to a certain point, then he gets railroaded. So right. we we hope that he can, you know, make it happen and, and stick. You know, and I put a lot on the players. Yeah. Now you guys got a new coach. What you gonna do? And and normally that doesn't happen, right? We don't hear enough people talk about the fact that you got to ride for your guy as a, as a player, especially in the NBA. Now you got three black men on that staff, right? And I think Bobby Jackson may be on the staff as, as well. Mm-hmm. You got Gentry, Doug Christie, Rico Hines, and Bobby Jackson there for you, like. It don't get no better than that as a player to have somebody that really that understands you on and off the court. They've been through that grind, and then they still are in good enough shape to put you through the ringer. Well, you know, it's not even not even just a uh, black and white thing. Yeah, because you know, KD had you know um, Steve Nash and those guys. For sure, it's your assistant coach. Mm-hmm. We we all know that the assistant coach has a different relationship than the head coach most times. Mm-hmm. So now you're getting a chance to somebody who actually knows what you're going through. Um, what the team has been going through, and they're going to make slight changes to, yeah. to help you guys get going. I love it, man. I love it. I hope Sacramento can get it around because that's one of those small markets where those fans, yeah, they get busy for sure. And I got nightmares remembering those mm-hmm. old uh, Jay Will, Pages, Stoyakovich days. Stoyakovich, man, Stoyakovich used to give me nightmares. <laughs> you know, so um, good luck to them. I hope they get it together. Um, speaking of the Warriors, Clay Thompson is cleared. To fully practice, you know, I, I expect they'll probably be playing by the end of December, you know, early January. Mm. I, I hope so, man. Just, yeah, you know, him coming back the first time and then having that other injury, yeah. you know, that, that just scares you. You know, I know that he's physically going to be ready, but is he mentally going to be ready for a while? You know, because, yeah. you know, do I go all out or do I save a little bit? You know, how am I going to work my way back in? Because the style of play that he has, he's always in motion. Yeah, and you know? on defensively. I think I think he's probably worked <laughs> his way back. You know, that's the one thing you always bring up about modern medicine. 
right? This is a whole different era of basketball than what you guys old heads are in. He had that same medicine a year ago. Yeah, well, I think he was trying to push it too hard coming yeah. back too early, doing too much too soon. Right. Just because he was, think about that mentally for him. That Raptor series, if he hadn't got hurt, Oh, yeah. He, he, he was on pace to go for 50. No, no, no. He's going to get 60 that You know what I'm saying? So he was, you know, he was on it like, man, I'm itching. Like, he he already feeling it. Everybody throwing shade, not giving his respect. That's right. the competitor in him. Um, and I think after that minor setback there, that it sat him down to where he's like, all right, if I want to come back and do it, I got to do it, you know, at full speed. I got to take my time. Um, I can't wait to see Clay back on the court, though. I know, man. Yeah, best looking jump shot in the league, man. That's I remember when Chuck first said it, and I was like, man, what is Chuck talking about? But yeah, he got that thing pretty. It's pretty, man. Uh, catch, the best catch you shoot in the game. Yeah, solid. He got it's it's his base too. We always talk to our, our hoop stars about having an athletic stance and a solid foundation. He's always on balance at all times. Always ready to shoot, man. ready to go. <laughs> um. This is going to be another light-skinned fella, Michael Porter Jr. Now, in the offseason, when I think they might have gave him 175 mil or something like that, they gave him an extension for like 175 mil. Go ahead, go ahead, check it. What? Check it out. All right. Let me Man, it's... listen. I because I'm asking now, it, should they be regretting that move? What? Yeah, they gave him a nice little extension. Oh, I, I feel like it was a little bit too much money, and now they now they stuck with him. <laughs> get out of here, man! With this, man. Now go ahead, go ahead. look it up, man. He's got he's still on his five year five million a year deal that has so his new one hasn't kicked in yet. Yeah, what extension did they give him though? Let's see, man, this dude. Let me go ahead and look in for you. All right, Michael Porter. Yeah, so his his extension was the deal is a guaranteed 145 million and um worth up to 172 million. Five year rookie scale max extension. That was signed in September. Now I remember talking to my boys, just like, yo, like, I ain't even see that much from Michael Porter Jr. to be throwing that out there. Like, who is his mm -hmm. agent? And now he has serious nerve issues with his back that may put him out for the rest of the season. Man, he's got it now. He was okay last year. Listen, and you just think about like, <clears throat> you know, and I and you talk about this before, and and if we have time, we'll we'll double back. You always say that the your generation, the older guys' issues with. The players now, it's not about the star players who are getting their money. It's not about the ones who are proving themselves, right? It's not like it's not the Jimmy Butlers and the superstars. It's the guys that's in the middle, the Gordon Haywards and all of them, and the Michael Porter Juniors that are getting 170, and you can't count on them, or you can't even look and justify why they got that much money. But then you had a guy like, um, let me see, uh, Sidney Moncrief, yeah. right? Or or um or, or the microwave, right? Vinny. Right, Vinny Johnson, or like guys like that who had to stay with Mario Ellie. <laughs> and this, and this is what people are gonna say. Well, it's inflation. Time no, 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 no. Listen, this money is 30 times more than they were making. And you, when you talk about if you're making 30 times more than someone else, your game should be 
at least double their game. I'm Man. sorry. Like, that's just, you know, you you he's making more than Draymond. Come on. Like, that's crazy. Right. I'm sorry. Like, you know, it's, you may think I'm a hater. Just being honest. You make this kind of money. You got to be available to play. You got to play hard every night. And you got to produce. I'm sorry. Like, guys just aren't producing and they're making 20 million a year. That's just, that's unacceptable. Listen, sorry. Uncle Ro, shout out to Uncle Ro. He always told me, I like to know what I'm going to get when that guy walk off the bus. Yep. I don't care if, if Joe going to give me five fouls because you know what Joe going to give me? He going to give me 12 boards and three blocks. Yep. And I know I'm going to get that every night, no matter what. What's the most memorable thing from Michael Porter Jr.'s career so far? Post game. Um, <laughs> I, when he said we, he didn't get the ball enough? We didn't even rehearse that. I ain't asked him that. He didn't even know that was on the question. That's crazy. Yo, your most memorable thing is that. And you got... 75, 175, 145 guaranteed. That's been. And now you might not play the rest. That's the type of stuff that set a franchise back. You know, my Lakers still paying Luau Dang. I think Joe Kim Noah's still getting a check from the Knicks. <laughs> but I <clears throat> I give the Lakers the credit for this yeah. because at least Luau had a run. Yeah. He, he had a name. Know, they they paid him. He was too old, of course, but he had he he had done something. Mm -hmm. We're talking about this young man's. A young man, I just call him young man. You know, you got to be able to play, man. Yeah. You know, if you think his back is bothersome, you can't give him 175. Not for not for the five year extension. Let him prove something. You know who I love right now? Miles Bridges. Mm. Right? They offered Miles Bridges maybe like 60 mil, 50 mil, or something like that at the beginning of the season. He said, nah, I'm worth more than that. Right now, they're going to have to get that man. Why would he sign it? Now look at everybody else getting their bread. So why would he sign? And they ain't proved nothing. So now he he is killing, yep. killing. He's shown that he's improved on his uh, shooting. He's been able to score off the bounce too. <clears throat> and everything else that he already did, he already strapped, he already was a dog, he already rebounded. And now he has a, a guard like LaMelo that's going to get him the ball and he's creating for himself. That's a guy that you got to make sure you pay in the offseason, right? That's one of them young dudes that he's like, yeah, you need to give him that money. Yeah. You know? And, and he's he's not a he's not a guy based on his history that only plays for the money too. He's always played hard. You know what you know what the um coincidence is there, the correlation? Yeah. Tom Enzo. Right? Talking about Draymond earlier before. Right? A lot of those Michigan State guys, no matter what, you know one thing. Even like a Gary Harris, he might be on and off with a shot. They gonna show up. And they're gonna be tough. Yep. They're gonna be ready to play. Gary Forbes, you know, San Antonio guy, a shooter, find a way on the court at all time. Those are Michigan State Michigan guys. State guys, man. You know what I'm saying? So it's in the Nuggets, man. You got you got an MVP and Joker. Like, don't matter. It because it, it, you organization. Yeah, don't matter. Yeah, and and Murray's Murray's not healthy, is he? Yeah, and, but I'm not a believer in Murray anyway. But not long term. Him, but he makes him better. He makes him better, but if he's your second best player, that ain't it. Like if but, they had, because he, because he's he's up and down. His his bubble performance was great, but that was a bubble performance. But you could be, he could be your second best player when you had the third and fourth best player were pretty good too, though. They, was, he lost. They lost one when it was Paul Millsap. They they lost a, a young guy. Oh, it was it was Gary Harrison and like Malik Beasley yeah, and some of those yeah. guys. But so those you, they had a, they had a crew with them, you know. Yeah, but that's but you can't win that way unless you're as tough as the Detroit Pistons back in 2004 when they beat our Lakers. But they they only won that because we weren't focused because they had a core 
right? They had nobody was overly better, but they had they had Rip, they had Chauncey, they had all this Rasheed. I love all, all those guys. I love those guys. Yeah, they weren't supposed to be Lakers. That was I know that was some internal <laughs> strife. Right? I know. I know. So let's not even bring that. But they, up. but they they did it though, you know. But that's the only time I ever known of somebody like winning a chip collectively, right? To where it's like, look, we don't have no one-headed monster that's above or whatever. Like, you got to have two alphas for sure. Like no, he's dogs. an alpha. He's just, he's just not Damian Lillard or somebody like that. That's just bottom line. And you got to remember, Joker's MVP. But is Joker, is Joker Joel Embiid? Nah, nah. But I, again, King, I don't, I don't think Jamal Murray is that. I mean, this is what I'm saying. I, I don't think it's like, so you say he's not Damian Lillard, right? But when I'm talking about dogs who are in that next space who aren't like naturally just gangster like that, I'm thinking of Jimmy Butler, right? Now you pair Jimmy Butler, that's that's something consistently you're gonna get a certain mindset all the time. You're gonna get a certain toughness all the time, like no matter what. And he just gonna be able to grit and grind some things. He's just different. Now, Jamal Murray, he had a crazy showing in the bubble. But even at the start of the season, when it was back in the bright light, he was inconsistent. And he was showing those same inconsistencies right. before. But you but it's, a, but it's a big difference of being inconsistent and being having dog in you. You can have a dog. You can have dog, and you being inconsistent. Uh, nobody has more dog in them than Russell Westbrook. And Russell Westbrook, he's really, really inconsistent. He a, that's ha- what, he a Hall of Famer, man. Show him that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I love him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I'm just, I'm what I'm saying to you is that based on what they had, yeah, they had a good future, uh, you know, ahead of them. But yeah, you know, injuries and you know, a couple people leaving here. Yeah, they they made some interesting. But moves. now, now they stuck. Stuck, boy. All right, Giannis, there, this is the talk coming out that Giannis may be the most dominant player ever to play basketball. Great. Great. <laughs> Great that, that that's floating around. Um, could Giannis be one of the most dominant players in this era? <laughs> yes. But of all time, no. Oh, man. You, know, you still got, you know, you still got Shaq. You got Wilt. You got Kareem. You know, when people talk about dominance, people don't think about Kareem sometimes. You know, Kareem, Kareem, there was like four years before they started keeping stats on like block shots. Kareem almost, almost averaged double figures block shots. Like we're talking about a guy that didn't, lost one game in high school, one game in college, and instantly came into the NBA and started dominating. Like that's dominating, you know, against people who were, who were his position that were also considered Hall of Famers. And Giannis's position right now and I'm not trying to be funny, but who's his peer? AD, playing soft as a Twinkie. Um, Joker, Joker's a five, but it ain't, man, yeah. you, know, you know, Giannis is something like a hybrid. We ain't never seen anything like him, really. Right. You know, so he can do a little bit of, you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And now Indeed. he's starting to say, okay, now I got these little guys on me. Let me go to the post, you know, take them in the paint. Well, I got somebody bigger. I take them off the bounce. Now he's playing smarter, but there's nobody that that rivals him in terms of who he is, you know. So he's supposed to dominate. Yeah. What he did last year is yeah. what he's supposed to be doing the first few years, right? And and just to think, like <clears throat> that fifty whatever point game he put up, that was like um, a, a Tuesday afternoon for Will Chamberlain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, I know Kendrick Perkins. I mean, it's Kendrick Perkins who I saw saying, and 
I'm like, man, like the context is important. Yeah. And uh, I know I listen to my old heads, right? And so I listen to them when they talk about Moses Malone, right? They talk about Daryl Dawkins. They talk about Dominique. They talk about all those guys and other bigs having to play against them. Even Shaq having to play against KG, having to play against Tim. David uh, Robinson. David Robinson. Elijah Wong. Elijah Wong. Like, both of those eras. And you got to dominate within there to where it's a different type of thing, right? To where you talk about, you know, how bullies get bullied, yep. right? He going to get punched in his face first and then have to see how he going to react. Yeah, for sure. They're gonna right. test, they're gonna test your heart. See, you know, Giannis. Like, Giannis is chilling. Yeah, Giannis is yeah. chilling. Now, I will say he did, he did punk the big man for the for the uh, Suns. He punked but, the AD the other night too. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> but again, those are we call them. Those are lightweights, man. You know, more man. That's you know. cool. He doing this thing, doing what he's supposed to. He's but supposed to, yes. Res respect the totality of the situation. Right. Like, if you're gonna be dominant, like. Just think about, and you you can't uh, pick the era you're born in. Right, right. Get sure. that, I get that. But for those who were in that era where the, the big men were the giant, when there was a certain point before MJ where the big men were only the ones considered for greatest of all time, and there were two people who were most dominant in that era, slow down. Right. And Giannis will tell you too, let me let me finish the book first. Yeah, he's definitely, I mean, he's doing, he's, he's doing what we thought he could do. We just, he's doing it a couple years later. Yeah. You know, for sure. Yeah. Well, you know, we'll keep going though, Giannis. I, I, I for like sure. um, love watching you play. Yeah, and and I think they're struggling right now because Brooke Lopez isn't playing, right. which is interesting too. But um, you know, you know their dynamic changed. When yeah, PJ left. True. Got to keep it. Got to keep your toughness. Yeah, because Miami loving it over there. Right. You know, and you know the Wizards still getting getting big wins. West. What'd you say about the Warriors? This is November. Yes. I will say this, though, and it's, we should definitely say this. Wes Unsell Jr. is doing a great job. Because you as a coach know one of the biggest things that you have to change when you come into somebody else's situation that's been there for a long time is the culture. culture. Yeah. Right? Just the way the guys interact with each other, how they fight, how they push through things. Man, and that's the immediate difference there. I don't know if they'll win an Eastern Conference Finals or they go any farther in there, but what I do know is the Wizards now under his realm will be more competitive. Yeah. Well, the the instant change that I've seen is, you remember I said Bradley Beal? Yeah. He's been quiet. So if he's been quiet, that means he's happy. Mm -hmm. he's, he's content. Mm -hmm. You know, like I said, later on, if they start to slip a little bit, we'll see. then he may say, you know, get me out of it. But if he's, if he's quiet, Working with the new guys, then Weedy doesn't have a problem. They're playing, you know. Kuz was playing. They're okay. Yeah. He's doing a great job. Yeah, I won't take that away from him. Yeah, yeah, not at all. I appreciate that though. Well, I like that chocolate city about to be brewing real soon. <laughs> so, uh, got some funny things up here, um, but we'll we'll segue in there one thing at a time. But first, um, in his cancer, um, have you had time to, to check out what he's been on? Now, I I will. You know, preface this by saying, Ennis, you know, I do love the stance that you're taking for your people. Mm -hmm. um, I, I do love the fact that you're using, you know, your likeness, <clears throat> your celebrity to speak out. You know, I, I do think that is admirable. It's heroic. Um, and I, I do, you know, wish you well in your activism. But you got to be careful what you're using and whose names you're using to propel your agenda. 
right? Think I'm right in saying that? No, I no. I, I agree with you 100. Let me. I'd say it a little more bluntly. You just yeah. trying to be eloquent with it. <laughs> Listen, your battles isn't always someone else's battles, right? That's bottom line. And in this particular case, um, you know, LeBron's name was mentioned, and you know, he was thrust into a situation in terms of, um, you know, defending something that you're trying to, uh, you know, push. But I can say this as a African American in the United States. And LeBron is very outspoken. He's probably got enough on his plate already, man. So you know, yeah. get we get what you're doing and everything, but I mean, come on, he can only, he can only do so much, right? And then you know that that is also a situation where you got to approach him first before you you bring his name up and call for, him out for sure. Especially a guy like Bron, yeah, right. So the the one thing you we mentioned before, but. Because you are a figure somewhere that's in the public eye does not make you the voice of political situations. You're not the one, you're not necessarily a change agent, right? You bring the awareness, but you're not the guy that administrates the change because you don't know how to write the policies and all those different things, et cetera, et cetera. Right? While you're fighting for a good cause, you know, you're a basketball player first. Right. You haven't spent time learning how to build social movements, learning how to do this and that nonviolent mobilization, anything like that. And so right now it's kind of showing because you've been irresponsible with your platform. Now, if you're somebody that understands um, activism, social activism in its totality, you understand that the plight of a black man. Right. Nobody ever comes to our rescue for anything, for nothing. You just the other day, the white kid Kyle Rittenhouse just got off for killing people on camera with an AK and he just cried on stand and got away with it. You know, while there are black kids that if they jump the train and don't pay two dollars and seventy five cents, they're doing 10 years in jail. And LeBron is specifically taking his platform to help build schools, help take care of those people there. Wait, he didn't ask you to come and do anything like that. Nobody's asking him to stop in this space. So and, and be careful with that. The reason he didn't ask you is because that's not your battle. Man. You know, it's great if you join. Right. He's not going to put that on you just yet because it's not your battle. Mm. You know, um, and the Rittenhouse thing was sad. But uh, going into the trial, I knew he was going to get off because I had watched the video. He was right. in Self-defense. But for him not to get any charges for illegally having a gun, you know, and is 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 ridiculous. But again, no matter how far we go, how far we've come, uh, no matter how much money you have, um, there's still people within the United States who don't judge people the same way. Listen, don't judge people equally. It's written in the Constitution, yeah. right? You talk about change and evolution the world has changed so much since that constitution was written yeah. but it hasn't made one change i mean literally biden he said that you know i stand by the jury's verdict and you know the law system did its job you know if this was last year he probably would be saying something different of course campaign, yeah right but it, it is what it is right but with that understanding when you look and understand that in this canter you know, be careful when you bring the King's name into something. Yeah. Yeah, and then you won't, you don't even say anything to him when he's playing in Boston right there in front of you. 
right? So right. take care. But your fight is a fight worth fighting. For sure. No question about that. But you don't need to bring in somebody else like LeBron James and use his name and make him seem like he doesn't care about anybody else's situation. It's like, yo, we messed up too. <laughs> that's our guy. That's that's He's putting his name on the line for us all the time. So, you know, take it easy, champ. Yeah. Um, but, you know, sticking with the Laker thing, you know, we almost had Malice in the Palace part two. <laughs> Man, I, shoot. Who got the fight in the other day? It was another little fight or something in the league. Yeah. A little, little, a little. Oh, it was, um, it was Rudy Gobert. It was Rudy Gobert and uh, maybe like Miles Turner or something like that. Where they they pushed each other, but they grabbed each other's forearms like they were tussling and dancing. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit different from the old heads, huh? Yeah, is um, you know there wasn't much playing around. You know what I mean? And so people look at it and say, "But they make too much money; they shouldn't be fighting." Well, when your money's guaranteed, that's when the old heads have been like, "Now I got a reason to fight because my know I got my bag." Listen, but, I I seen I seen Kareem cold clock. That's the greatest score ever. <laughs> I seen him cold clock. So that was the first minute of the game, right? Uh, we, we we seen Bill Russell get into it. We we seen Larry Bird get into man, it. All of them. All of them. <laughs> all of them. Like all of them. Like Gilbert had the best response though. What do you say? You ain't seen Gilbert. Well, you sent it to me. Gilbert had a long day, right? He said, first of all, you don't touch. You don't charge at the king. You probably got. About, oh, I didn't see that. You I probably didn't... got about two weeks before they send you to China. Oh, right. 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 Now, and um, they the, they did just release. The um, you know the fine for the young man because okay. LeBron got ejected. You know, nine hundred and fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> what? I mean, I got five hundred fifty k for right that broad. Yo, you got elbowed in your eye. You you leaking like like Martin when he got hit by Tommy Hearns. <laughs> you know what I'm saying the whole squad jumping on you, and you got. You, a whole ticket. See, see, that's that's where the the guys back in the day would say, "If I know I'm gonna get this fine, I'm gonna make it worth. I it. gotta make it worth it." But the thing is, you ain't even touched Braun, and you got nine hundred fifty k. You 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 <laughs> breathe on him too hard, man. You may never touch a basketball again in any part of the world. But it was Fugazi. It was Fugazi. Like <laughs> it was yeah, it, it was blowing smoke. You know, he pushed Braun in the lane, wrapped him up. You know how it is. You you. So he can't, yeah. Yeah, you know, you got to, Bronze did what he's supposed to do, get him off you and hit him in the face. You know what I'm saying? But he ain't, he ain't intentionally, you know, he walked over to him, you all right? And if dude was going to do something, he would have done something right then. But all that extra stuff, you know, running through the trainers and assistant coach, like, come on, man. Hey, bro, hey, bro, look, bro, bro. You know how hard it is to get in the league, bro. You know that, you know what I'm saying? A guy like that, he probably was scratching and clawing. He's getting up there. He gotta, he gotta be, he gotta be a workhorse. He gotta be on the backboard. He just got fined nine hundred and fifty k because you elbowed him and shit, man. Send him a gift basket or something. Come on, man. Send him, a, send him an edible arrangement with 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 the little, you know what I'm saying, with the little bag on it. Come on, man. send him something, yo. Like, you know, let make peace, man. You the leader. 
Big dog. Come on, man. You don't believe me? You don't think it's not 150K? Come on, man. I got to look that up, man. <laughs> I'm about to send it to you right now. Oh, man. As we're on right now, um, UConn and, and South Carolina women are playing. Mm. Mm. You got to see that. Look, right now, Shams reported it. Breaking. Isaiah Stewart has been fined 950000 You know... <laughs> Man, I set up a payment plan right now. His his salary is three mil. Ain't no payment plan. They just take it right out. Mm. Yeah. Come on, LeBron. Send that man something. You know what I'm saying? Mm. <laughs> a get well soon card. I don't feel that bad. Because his joint is three mil this year, three 3.5 next year. Five, what about taxes, seven. King? I know. And they take a 950. I know, man. Yo, he ain't even hit him. Yeah. <laughs> He ain't get he ain't even hit that bad kick. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. This stuff happens. Sheesh. Just just stay well. You don't touch Kevin Durant. You don't touch any of the light skinned dudes and go to state. And you don't Dang. touch Brian, right? Dang. Damn. He, he, he did put on a show though. Yeah, he like he was playing football out there. 950, King. Yeah. Good but lord. He, but he slowed up when he got close to LeBron. <laughs> Like, That's because Russ was squaring up. Man, yeah, six people behind, you know. Russ he, was ready. If that had been Rajon now, I'd been like, okay, look, Rajon look, a two-piece somebody. You, uh, and look, Rajon and, and Chris Paul two-piece each other, and still ain't no 950,000 fine. Right, right, right. That shit, wow, man. Good luck, young buck. Good luck. So, speaking of Lake Show, because, you know, I'm on a roll, so I'm just going to keep, you know, I'm going to keep rolling the dice. Frank Vogel. You know, borrow time. Right now, we're even five hundred. Yep. If by the All Star break, if we aren't eight games over five hundred and top four in the West, you out of there. He could be gone. Yeah. Yeah. I'm there was gonna... questions about him before, but you know they they went on some runs, got it together, won the bubble, and then you know you know LeBron got hurt the other time, so you can always you know use that as a crutch. Um, but right now, it ain't it ain't. Yeah. Ain't looking too good, you know, just because it's the same, it's the same song each year. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, we talked about this even when we when Coach and I were first starting a podcast and thing and trying to get it together. If you go back and listen, you, we said it. The rotations are always terrible, right? There's no continuity with anything there. And we're never really sure we're running the offense. Right. Yes, I, we know you got the defense and stuff together. But right now, we're like 27th in the league in defense. Mm. So if that's your calling card and we're not at the top and we're not showing any signs of improvement and while offensively we might be in trouble or we might have a little bit longer to get together, defensively we have athletes and we have vets, right? You, We should be much better. Mm. We should be much better. Yeah, but 27th King, 27th in the league, the 30 teams, but 32 teams. When you vets. look at, when you look at the rotation though, it's, it's veteran heavy. It's veteran heavy. So, you know, those guys don't have the legs to get after it all the time. Those guys are going to get after it in, in the precious moments. So you got to infuse your, your rotation with those young guys. They got to get after it. But so that's the problem right there. He doesn't. We talked about, you know, one guy in particular who every time he's with the Lakers, he plays a lot. He plays heavy minutes with Vogel. Is, um, uh, Avery Bradley. Avery Bradley. You know, and great defender, but he's kind of past his prime in terms of, Getting after it and being a you know a, a ball stopper, but um, yeah, I, I don't do know, it. man. You got you gotta 
they're gonna, they're gonna have to make a change soon if they don't start winning. For sure, man. Cause we sick of that shit. Yeah. I ain't gonna hold you. Like I'm tired of looking at that. Like yeah. we beat the Pistons, right? We were down 17 though. I heard. I heard that. What? And the reason I say I heard because you know we're nine now yeah. nine, so he he's young. He can stay up. No, I didn't. I just I just I woke up for for prayer, and then my brother texted me. He was like, "Yeah, we we all right, but we was down 17. Mm. I said, "Down 17 to the Pistons." To the Pistons, yeah. Like like that doesn't even make yeah. sense. So get that together, man. All right. Last episode we talked about um, we talked about philosophy basketball wise a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. And we got into it a little bit with the conversation with TJ too. Mm-hmm. And I said that I would you know go in and think of some teams and stuff, and you know have you go down the the list of how you would coach them, right? And so I gave you a list of of, of five before we got on air, and you know I'll, I'll name the five, and you know some of them you might be like, look, it's a lost hope. <laughs> And you can pass them to the wayside. But the ones where you feel like you got a clear cut plan, go ahead. So for the viewers, I gave them the Portland Trailblazers as is, the LA Lakers, Minnesota Timberwolves, New York Knicks, and the Sacramento Kings, right? A little, little mixture of a little bit of everything, right? So, you know, out of those five, which ones, if not all of them, um, did you were you able to look at it and be like, all right, this is what I would do with them. That's different. What well, they are I didn't get a chance to to go over them in depth just because we had so much work to do. But uh, just um, glancing at them, Sacramento got a new coach. So that solves a lot of their problems. Um, we got to give Gentry time to see what he puts in play uh, because, of course, he's assistant, he's the assistant coach. So he kind of has a feel for what the players are wanting in terms of how they want to play. Right. Um, so it's, that's going to be interesting you know, how that's going to play out. So I'm not even going to talk about them. Um, you mentioned Portland. There's no hope. They, they don't They don't have a dynamic three. You know? saying that. Um, they got they got to have that. And they don't necessarily have a true big, you know, uh, what's it, Nurkic? Nurkic? He's good. He's good. He's just not a true big. You know, I, he he's really probably a four, mm. you know, that can do a little bit of everything. But he's not... They need a a real post presence rim protector because, you know, the backcourt is so small. Right. You got to make up for that deficiency. And um, <clears throat> really, you know, Chauncey's at a disadvantage. What can you do that's going to be any different than what they they've done before? Put the ball in Dame's hands. <laughs> I mean, you got to. You got to. You know, McCullough, you got to empty your clip tonight. Dame, you got to empty your clip this night. I mean, they don't even have Carmelo coming off the bench anymore. Right. True. So, so I don't. I mean, they picking it up. They're getting it together a little bit. But yeah, but it's going to be a struggle. They're in the is. West, man. It is. You know, I mean, the only thing with those guys, you know, we say get the ball to them. But I would try to take the responsibility of, of scoring off the bounce from those guys a little bit. They got to be able to get some catch and shoot. You know what I'm saying? Just so they can, you know, get, some, get a couple easy ones, um, you know, not be so taxed when they're, you know, trying to get a shot up, you know, at the end of the clock and, um, you know, save their legs for the fourth, man, because, uh, I mean. That's that benefit of a system like the Warriors where, because uh, Dame is trying hard to get Draymond, <laughs> yeah. right? Because a guy like Draymond is going to get him at least seven to eight 
Correct. Easy ones right. that he doesn't get at all. Like, he got to work. I was watching the highlights of the game against the Sixers, and he got to work hard to get around George's Ning and, and yeah. Thibault and a lot of effort. Trying to turn the corner against that length is, is tough. And we don't see Steph do that. Right. Steph trying to turn the corner off a screen. Right. <laughs> right? With off the ball. Right. Right? Just running somebody into something. So You say that, you know, what Golden State has compared to Portland, you know, I, I say more so it's the roster. That's the big time difference. The roster. I mean, because you put Draymond there now, he can help. Ain't enough. You know what I'm saying? Golden State, they're one through eight, one through nine are all pieces that they can move around and they're all, you know, uh, they're all versatile. They're adjustable. Mm -hmm. and, and Portland just doesn't have that. Mm -hmm. You know, you think about where how how many places can you move McCullough and Damien? Right. They're really both I mean Right. They're both the same too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's let's go. So you said Sacramento and and Trailblazers. You like, yo, you ain't even giving me nothing I can work with. I'm selling this block. So you got the Lakers, Minnesota, and the Knicks left. Minnesota. Oh, I should have put them in there too. But Minnesota got pieces though. They got Anthony Edwards. They got they got they got they got okay. They got D'Lo. We know how I feel about D'Lo. Yeah. You know, and you got Carl Anthony Towns. They just beat the Memphis by forty the other night. Yeah, it happens sometimes. <laughs> yeah, and we all. This is the league. Sometimes it's going to be some bad score. Yeah. You just said the Lakers are down 15. So they got us out of the way, too. <laughs> um, with with Minnesota, you know, with those guys, you know, when you have... Oh, I forgot. They got your guy, Pat Bev. Pat Bev's on it? See, I, I don't even watch the Minnesota. <laughs> so I, okay, I like them now. So, you know, <clears throat> with that group, um, especially with Pat Bev leading the way, you know, you got to be a little more defensive-minded uh, because we all know if you get Anthony Edwards... Uh, in transition, showtime. It's Sports. it's a wrap. He's getting to the rack, um, and he's he's improving his game where he's making better decisions as well. Um, but for sure, my I'm I'm probably running everything through Cat, just because he is that he is that modern day version of KG without the toughness. Mm. You know what I mean? Okay. I mean, and I'm not saying he is, but he he could be. There's no defense. Yeah. You know. So, um, you know. He's a guy that creates mismatches. So now you're talking about D'Lo on the same side as he is, <clears throat> and he's operating a little bit. You can't leave D'Lo because he's, he's a pretty good spot-up shooter. For sure. So you can knock that down. And any swings opposite, now you got Anthony Edwards on the weak side attacking the basket. So, you know, that's that's how I'm playing with those guys. And, uh, you know, the mindset is if we can pick it up a little bit defensively, now we get some more, some easier trips down the floor and get some easier baskets. Okay. And I, <coughs> man, I like Anthony Edwards and D'Lo together, too. Edwards Because D'Lo is like 6'6". Six, six. That's another thing, mm -hmm. right? Because he is a big guard. And lefty. Yeah. And he gets to it. And he plays. He's crafty, right? Now, this is going to be a fun one. I'm, I'm going to save the, the best for the last, okay. right? Uh, so let's go with the Lakers. Okay. Right, because this is easy work. Right, this is you got you got a lot of pieces that you can work with. Like you just you know pick your poison how you want to put them. Listen, you know all these schemes and all that stuff is great. All you know get on the board, not man bump that. You got AD, you got LeBron. So who would you start? Um, AD, LeBron, Westbrook. Um, <clears throat> probably start DeAndre. Because, you know, he'll, I'll bring in Dwight for him, you know, right away. 
And then my other guy, THT, I like him coming off the bench. The reason is because he needs the ball in his hands so much. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He really, <clears throat> he really plays like a nine, 10 year veteran score. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, he's, he's the bully ball. Mm-hmm. So I, I'd probably bring him off the bench and I'd probably go ahead and start one of my younger guys because you're going to need them down the stretch. You know what I mean? So I'm looking at probably, uh, what's the guy from, um, oh my God, uh, Wayne Ellington. Mm. You know, he's a pretty good shooter, you know, and you, you need a spacer anyway. Yeah. So I'm yeah. bringing, I'm, I'm probably, you know, that way. Wayne, Wayne's still old. You know, that's a UNC cat. I love that. Yeah, but, he, but, but he knocked down, though. He spot up, though. You he knocked down. Be, you know, so, so that way now, think about my second unit, Carmelo and THT. Right. That's a lot of fire. With Rondo leading the way with the IQ, that's a lot of firepower coming in against somebody else's bench. But schemes, come on, man. I'm sorry, Westbrook, you got to slide over. Bronze got to run the ball, run the point. I'm sorry, because they're not going to – I know everybody's talking about pace. There ain't no pace. Bron is 19 years in the league. You got to slow it down. Um, you get a run out or something like that, that's different. But we're talking about, um, you know, bringing the ball up after someone scored. No, hunker down. Bring it up, two man game. Him and AD. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Some you, somebody's got a double. Mm-hmm. You know, and LeBron, even if his jump shot is not clicking, the one thing he's good at is what you mentioned about with Draymond Green. He finds the next guy, or he makes the play for the next guy. And so, with Westbrook on the opposite side, people are thinking <clears throat> that um, you know, he's got to be a spot up shooter. No, he doesn't. He's just got to be a guy that attacks the gaps. Mm-hmm. Get him out of the middle of the floor so now defenses can't wall him up. Put him on the wing so now it's a quick one-two jump baseline or he is he is uh, hitting middle. Now if he does get up, he can't keep up because he is a willing passer. Yeah. He's just crazy sometimes. Mm-hmm. But, but there ain't no schemes. I'm coming down. There's only 24 seconds in the clock. AD, boom. Because how many people in the league are matching up with him? Realistically, he he self checked though he guarded himself. He's got to get out of that man. Yeah. I'm sorry, man. Yeah. That's easy work. Now this is the interesting one: the Knicks. Mm. Got to get dirty, yeah. grind it out. The way Tibbs had them playing last year, it has to be their identity. And now you have Kimba. Yeah. <sighs> See, I, I didn't with, I didn't, the, with the with the team because you know he can create his own offense, and that's one of the issues. That they had because they didn't have a guard who could create and then create something for Julius, so he didn't have to stand up well, and do it himself. The the main problem with their offense because they were going through Ju- uh, Randall the whole time is that it's the position where he was catching the ball. Right, he was start he was initiating his move or the offense huh. at the top. Right, you no, know, we we got to give it to Randall, elbow, mm-hmm. or you know at least you know right lines. wing or something yeah. like that. And so now, not only can he see over the top, but now if he needs to get back to his left, which we all know, always, you know, that's that's the case. He he go baseline, but so now even if he if someone's forcing him the other way, it's not that situation where he's got to go one two three four dribbles with his right hand. It's one two shot or pass. True. You know? And so <clears throat> I'm he's almost going to be like a like a point four to me. You know, and I'm running everything for him. And so, you know, you got Derrick Rose who has evolved his game. You know, he's a a, a decent, respectable shooter now. Mm-hmm. And still and, can finish. So you're talking about him coming down 
<clears throat> initiating the offense, dumping it over to uh, Randall and diving off of him there, and then seeing what you can get <clears throat> off that dive where Randall's attacking. He doesn't have anything. Now he's kicking to Rose on the other side because Rose is smart enough and still talented enough to make a play that hits shooters on the opposite And side. you got a young buck like Emmanuel quickly who gives you quick firepower. You got Mitchell Robinson now yep. who is catching all those lobs over top. And, and R.J. Barrett. R.J. Barrett. Yeah. Your guy. He got to get, he got to get, he from Duke, he got to get better three-point wise, yep. right? But he's growing as a player. And then you got to quietly Alec, <laughs> Alec Burks, right? He's a, he's a professional. I like him. Very easy, professional, like that way Ellington vibe yeah. to where he's going to be in the league because he can get, he can score. He can put the yeah. ball in the bucket. Yeah. You know, the Knicks got a real solid team. Yeah, it's going to be interesting sure. to see how they grow yeah. into that. They just got to understand everything doesn't have to be Randall pounded, pounded. Mm -hmm. You know, he's got to, hey, he's got to be a screen setter sometimes and hard roll. You know, he's got size on him, man. Those buckets count too. For sure. You know? And, the, you know, you're picking up the foul count on the other team as well. He got a little Rodney Rogers in him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably not as much bounce, but. Yeah, look, like people, I don't even know. Rodney Rogers is a monster. Yep. Yeah. You know, man, bless his soul, man. Yeah, you know, he's, you know, he's, uh, you know, he had an uh, ATV accident. It was paralyzed, man. Mm, yeah. 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 So. Yeah. Life change any moment. For sure. Right. Yeah. No, that's not bad. So that's how you a rocket. Yeah. You know, I, I do think also um, people have been talking about our Laker experiment not working. And we talked about it a little bit here, too. And every day that I look at it, I'm trying to figure out what it is that's wrong. Yeah, you right? say the experiment. Right. right. Okay. But I'm, when I look, it's just like body language. Right? It's just intensity. It's just the way that they're showing up to start the game energy-wise is what looks different to me. And that's where it starts to go from just the players to where I think it's the coaching thing. Yeah. It's a voice that's not clicking in the locker room. So I think, man, you can't tell me that Russ not going to figure it out. You can't tell me. Like, you've been in the league over a decade. You can't tell me that everything that he did was just Fugazi and just randomly got there. Something going to click. So even if he's not triple-double guy that he was there, Russell Westbrook can be a, a D-Wade to LeBron type of thing, a dynamic guy to his uh, to his wingman stuff like like Miami to a lesser degree. He's just got to be off the ball. Yeah. He, he's so. got to be off the ball and, until moments late in the game where everybody's got a flow and everybody's sticking. Yeah. Then, then hey, yeah, then it's murder she wrote. Yeah. You know, but, you know, it. earlier in the game, mm, People are sagging, you know, sagging in, you know, you know, you're at the top of the key and you know, no somebody's, rhythm. somebody's at the foul line daring you to shoot. Mm. And that's that's funny. One of the early things I learned, right, when my role changed and I started becoming a focal point of the offense or the focal point of the offense, you always used to say, Look, you're not a pure shooter. And once you get your rhythm, then you, you know, any shot on the court you can shoot. But your first shot of the game don't need to be a three pointer. Or a jumper. Maybe a sweatshot. Right. You know what I'm saying? The sweatshot. Make sure you tell them what that is. Sweatshot is, um, you know, one where it's, you're working your butt off to get that shot. I mean, you're driving to the basket, hard jump stop, shot fake, you know, finish that way or driving hard, you know, pull up over somebody, but something within the paint um, or maybe short corner, something like that. But 
it's got to be something in rhythm and it, just, it can't be forced, mm-hmm. you know, but I, you know, I say drive hard. I mean, put your head down and go, but it's, it's got to be something that gets you going a little bit there where you can catch your rhythm a little faster as opposed to coming in, sprinting to the corner, catch and shoot deep three. That's yeah. nah, that doesn't work for everybody. Everybody's not Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, those guys. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. So if if, ref, if Russ can get more of those rhythm buckets going, then it's different. It's over. It's different. Like we tell our youngins now, it's like basketball really is rhythm. It's like a bodily intelligence because your body starts to let you know when you got that bop and you got that bounce and you're like, oh, today I'm just a step faster than everybody. Yep. All right. Or well, today my timing is just right on point. And the way I'm leaning this way and that way, I'm on balance with everything. That's all for repetition. Yep. Your body knows how that feels. And once you get it and you're there, well, that's when that zone happened, you know? So you and, know the difference. And with, I guarantee you, if Vogel is, if he is removed, depending on who takes over, I guarantee you people will start the first few touches of the game with Russ in the post. I, I, I guarantee you. I like it. I guarantee you. I like it. I like it too. And you, th- you think about the success he had in Houston with, uh, with, with Harden. Yep. And they talking about, I ain't shooting all them threes. But he was leading the league. He was topping the league with paint touches, paint scores. Yep. And the foul count was going up on the other side. Right. That's, that's what you want, you know? You know, that don't change. And again, Russ is a Hall of Fame guy, so they're going to figure that out. Um, I got to say this, though. Mom Dukes gave me hell the other day. Mom Dukes, she said, yo, why you have a Raiders hat on? <laughs> I said, well, you're a cowboy. Like, cow-. I was like, Mom, you know. So I might. They say the Cowboys doing good, and I, you know, I've been a Cowboy fan for like twenty years. I, I ain't watched football in a couple because I've been hurt. Listen, man, I was a Cowboys fan before you started being a Cowboys fan. But at least you got to see some fun Cowboy years, yeah. though. I did, I did. But I'm but talking man, about. It got to a point. Where I was like, this is comical. Listen, bro. it was always comical. Quincy Carter. <laughs> Those my guys back then, so I might gotta find a, a cowboy cap to, to bring on. Mom said you ain't you ain't holding it down, so we'll see. I'm gonna watch though. They they got a winning record this year, but you know that's a solid episode for today. Um, you know, as as always, we we end the podcast with our post game wrap ups. Um, you know, a word from the OG and myself to take with you throughout the week to keep you going. Um, what you got going? Um, this is something that I'm sure um, everybody's heard. <clears throat> I have no idea who who made it up, whatever, but I love it. Um, the slogan is "Health is wealth." Um, you know, and mm-hmm. I say that because you guys see, I've been dealing with allergies and stuff like the last three weeks, and you know, this is especially for our our, our young athletes. You cannot perform at your maximum effort if you're sick. You got to take care of your body. You know, you got to eat right. You got to exercise. You got to get plenty of rest. Have I been doing that? No. Our situation is a little different here. You know, we're starting a business. So, you know, we stretch ourselves thin a little bit, but I have to start taking time for myself. You got to start taking time for yourself and put things in perspective. Because if we don't take care of our health, we won't be around to enjoy the hard work that we're putting forth right now. True. Absolutely. And what we do for a living, you know, in our day job, is giving ourselves to people, yep. to youth. So we got to be present to be able to do that. So, absolutely. Uh, for me, I don't start like that. My turn. <laughs> that sounds like a fifth grade. My, my turn. Right, right. I like new energy. 
But uh, stay humble and be sincere. Um, and when I talk about being humble, I, I don't mean it in you having to. Sometimes people tell you to be humble. They want you to quiet yourself down. To not, I'm not talking about. No, you. I'm saying I've, yeah. I've told you that. They, a they times. want you to quiet yourself down to so you don't, you know, make anybody else nervous or just to make other people feel comfortable. And I don't mean being humble in that way because you should never have to diminish yourself to make somebody else feel, you know, like they're more. I mean, be humble by always be willing to do the small things that got you where you were, right? So. For us, if you got to pick up that bag, if you got to clean up that table, if you got to do all those little things that you had to do from the beginning when you didn't have it, right? On those days when you were eating the tuna fish sandwiches and stuff, and now that you can get Nobu every every week on a basis that you don't do those other things, always go back and do that. Whether that means, you know, doing some charity stuff or helping some people or just riding around the way, just keep yourself grounded and stay humble. Um, because as fast as we got it, can be gone just as fast, you know, and, and also be sincere. Um, you know, sincerity will take you a long way. Um, it's important. You know, your intentions are important. So be sincere, be humble, you know, and take care of yourself. Um, but that's, that's episode five. You know, somehow, some way, God knows we still going. <laughs> we still pushing. I'm still alive. We still here, baby. So episode five, Bridging the Gap. Um, as always, if you're in Dubai, you want to get some bump, you want to hoop with us, Hoop Mountain Dubai, Hoop Mountain DXB on Instagram, hoopmountain.ae on the website. Check us out. Yo, make sure you start telling all the other coaches the academies, come hoop. They don't want no bump, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. It's different out here. <laughs> it's different. If you want a bump, everybody got an opportunity, man. We serve them up all the same. So, as always, keep it simple. Keep it real. Keep going.